Greetings, badass lightworker. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. Thank you so much for joining me. And I just have to give a shout out. I have been reading your reviews. I believe I was on iTunes. Yeah, I was reading the reviews on iTunes this morning. And my heart was gushing with so much love. And I was giggling. Thank you so much. If you do have time, I would ask to please hop on over wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Podbean, Stitcher Radio, iTunes. Give me some stars. I would be so grateful and leave me a review if you wish. I do read them and they do mean a lot. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Well, today I want to talk about how to make your breakdown your breakthrough. Something crazy happened to me yesterday. And I always, <laughs> you know, things happen and I go, how in the hell does this kind of shit happen to me? But I know why. Because the universe needed to send me a message and say, you know, a message saying, are you truly ready? Now, that's for me. Might not be the kind of message you need to hear, but that's what I needed to hear yesterday, I found out. So, I've always said, you know, I have a podcast about angels walking amongst us, that there are angels here in human form that are testing us, that are giving us messages. And testing isn't like, hey, if I fail, God's mad at me. That's not what it's about. The test is, are you ready to move forward? Are you speaking your truth? Are you standing in your truth? You know, are you truly ready for what you're asking for? So yesterday, Michael and I were out. We went to one of our favorite uh, brew houses. I guess that's what they're called. I don't even know what they're called. They make craft beer. I am a craft beer connoisseur. Now I'm not, I can't, you know, I'm not an expert. Like you talk about wine. We just like to go out and try different places that have craft beer. And we went to one of our favorite spots. It is, um, Ferncliff. I was just trying to think of the name Ferncliff in, um, Honesdale, Pennsylvania. It is a brew house. They do have wine, by the way, and wine flights, and they do serve food. If you eat meat and you ever frequent that, that establishment, they have a brisket that they cook for, I think it's 18 hours, and it is delish. I go off and on of whether I eat meat or not. It just, <laughs> quite honestly, my body needs meat. So my body, the only, th the only things I'm not allergic to, to be honest, from what I found out, is meat and vegetables. I'm also an O positive blood type. O's are the carnivores and our body needs meat. This is one area that I've struggled with over the years. I don't like to eat a lot of meat. I just don't. But sometimes my body needs it. <laughs> I don't know. I just went through all of that with you. But yesterday I had actually a veggie, a veggie burger. And it was one of the best ones I've ever had. And they, they made it there at that establishment at Ferncliff. So... I had a flight of beer. I get flights, so you get little tastes, these little four cups full of beer. And um, this gentleman sat by us a few, a few chairs down. An older man, he said he was retired, I think from state police or something. I think he was from New Jersey, but now he has a home there in Honesdale, and he travels back and forth to both of his homes. And uh, he was telling us how... You know, he kept pointing out this painting over by us on the wall. And I had noticed it, but they actually had a cooler in front of it. So you could only see, like, the top 
third of the painting. I had no idea what the painting was of. It was someone with long hair. It was a painting of someone with long hair, big eyes. I really couldn't even make out. I, I hadn't noticed it, you know, much more than that. And so he went over and he was reading the little description of the painting. And he's like, you know, walking back to his chair and sat down. And he said, uh, you know, that's passion of the passion of Christ. That's what the painting is. And I said, oh, my God, are you like, I didn't know that. And, you know, the little voice inside of me said, of course, because Jesus comes everywhere where I am. I always get a sign from him. And now there's a painting of him sitting right behind Michael, where Michael was sitting. So this gentleman said, you know, I've had my eye on it. It's been here a year. I've bought two paintings so far from this place. Different, you know, they put um, like local artists paintings up in that establishment to sell them. And he said, I just, I've had my eye on that one for a year. He said, I collect a lot of art. He said, because I understand how art can, you know, appreciate over time. The value goes up. And that's really why he was purchasing art, at least from what he told us. So, you know, a beer or two later, he's talking about, you know, putting money down on the painting. And he calls the owner over and asks if he can put a down payment, you know, put the money down and he'll come back in a week or something and pay the rest and pick it up. It was huge. I mean, the painting was so large. And, you know, he was just so upset that half of the painting or, you know, two thirds of it was covered by this cooler. I still didn't, you know, I never went over there. I never did see the full painting. But for me, it was just the wink from Jesus. I didn't need to even see the painting. So the owner called the artist, the artist agreed, and so this gentleman gave his down payment. Now in the meantime, as this transaction is taking place, there was two chairs in between us, myself and this man that bought the painting. So two gentlemen come in, and you know, really, you know, lots of energy, you could feel it, the vibe was high, and they were sat down and they were talking about how they'd been looking at houses um, the young man, who I'm going to say is probably a little bit younger than me, or maybe my age, I'm going to be 50 soon. He was the one looking, and I think it was either his father-in-law or just a friend that was father energy, like an older gentleman to him. So they were talking about the different properties, and rather loudly, I might say. <laughs> they were very loud. And just, but, you know, seemed like nice guys, and one of them started showing pictures of his dog, his rescue to the guy next to him and talking about how they res he rescues dogs. And so I, of course, had to show them a picture of my dogs, Macy and Gracie. <laughs> you know, you just start talking about your fur babies. Uh, well, this gentleman sitting next to me was the younger one, about my age. And then it was the older man next to him. And then that gentleman who bought the painting, The Passion of Christ. And so he was still talking about it. Like he was so excited that he had gotten this painting. And he's telling the guys next to me, those two men, this, that's, I just got that painting. It's Passion of Christ. And the young man next to me said, oh, um, I, I honestly don't even remember what he said. Something like, oh, fuck, no way. Like, I can't believe somebody would fucking buy that. And, and I was just like looking at him and. And he goes, well, I'm an atheist, just so you know. I'm full-blown atheist. I don't believe in any of that shit. And I said, oh, okay, well, to each his own. You know, I'm just trying to go on about my business. I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to get in a conversation with this guy. And he was pretty much one of those know-it-alls that knows it all, sits and talks and knows everything. So I just let him talk. But then he said, I don't even remember how it came up, that he went to Catholic school and 
you know, his whole life. And then Michael said he did too. And, you know, we, we, we were talking to these guys. They were, they seemed decent, nice guys. They were. Uh, one of them, the older man even bought us a drink and we hadn't gotten it yet, but he did, you know, buy us, like back us up a drink. So we had a drink coming from him. And we started talking about, you know, he started talking about dogs being rescued from Thailand. And then I said, oh, I, I went to Thailand and I actually rescued a dog there. And before the tsunami hit, like we had so much, so much to talk about. And it was interesting conversation. And then I don't, I don't know where it shifted, <laughs> where that guy started talking about um, how awful it is that people not only talk about Jesus, but try to convince others about him or teach about him. And I'm like, and I just looked at him and I said something like, well, why, why can't everyone just do what they want to do? Like, why, why do, why is it, why can't you be the atheist? Fine. Then why can't other people, if they believe in Jesus and want to tell people about that, then why can't they do that? And I, I'm going to get chills even telling you this part. This man looked at me and stared me in the eyes, and his eyes, not just the pupils, but his complete color of his eyes was black. He looked at me with the most disdain, like he was, you know, firing laser beams into me. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, you bet, he said, just don't teach the children that bullshit about Jesus. Oh, I got chills. Okay, hello. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I literally was, I was in shock. Number one, we had not mentioned, I hadn't mentioned anything about children or that I was here to teach children or that I had taught them in the past. Yeah, he would really love that, right? If I said I taught children in past lives. But um, I was in shock. He said that. I felt, I felt like, I don't even, you know what? You know, people say, oh, someone looked possessed, but whatever, I know universe was speaking through him to me. I know that, and that's why I need to see. I need to see those piercing eyes. I need to, like, it didn't scare me. It, well, I'm going to tell you what it did. It triggered past life stuff when I was teaching the kids, and they were tortured and or killed, and I was forced to watch or listen. That's what it did. I was stunned. I sat there. I could feel my blood boiling. I mean, I could feel it. I'm like, holy fuck. I don't know. Oh, boy. I excused myself, and I went to the restroom, and I sat in the restroom, and the tears started flowing. They were flowing. I couldn't turn them off. I wasn't sobbing, but they just kept coming out. And I was like, in my heart, I was, like, crushed. I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. It, you know, it wasn't even like, what did that guy say? I felt the pain in my heart that still resided there from past life stuff. So I sat there and I started taking some deep breaths to calm down. And you know who I imagined, who I pictured? I'm not kidding. Meghan Markle <laughs> walking down the aisle alone. And the poise and strength and courage she had. And I, I so like when I watched her walk down the aisle alone, I was mesmerized by her strength. And so I started taking deep breaths and I started like taking from that. Like, you know what I mean? Just tuning into that and saying, yes, I have that kind of strength. I do. He just brought something up that still, I guess, has a little bit in there. I need to heal. That's all it was. So I took some deep breaths and calmed myself down, got myself together. And it was only just a few minutes. And I walked back out and sat down. Now, 
I'm done. I don't want to talk to this person. I don't even want to sit by him, to be honest. I sit down because you know, Michael's still there. He's got to finish his drink. I finished mine, and I, we hadn't even gotten the ones that they, got, they bought us. And the older gentleman's like, you know, oh, sorry if we said something to upset you. And I'm like, I, I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want to speak to you guys. <laughs> I said it as nicely as I could. I said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Now, the guy, the young guy that had sat by me, well, I say young guy, he's my age, the younger of the two, the one that was sitting by me, he now had black as coal sunglasses on sitting inside of a bar. Like, he put them on, and he wouldn't, like, I was like, okay, this is really fucking weird. Um, <laughs> sheesh. So, I, at that point, was in my mood that no way in hell am I going to sit here another minute next to this guy. Now, I'm always saying, you know, don't judge. I'm not, I wasn't judging. doesn't mean we have to sit by someone we don't want to, though. And I didn't want to sit by him anymore. I was not enjoying myself. Uh, I wanted to leave. And so I looked at Mike, and I, I said, we need to go now. And God love him. He knew what that meant. I'm not going to say he was happy about it, but he knew what that meant. Because he said, well, I was going to have my drink that I had coming. I was like, nope. I said, well, you give me the keys, and I'll wait in the car. So we got up, and we left. We paid our bill, and we left. I did not know that on the way home, I would be sobbing uncontrollably in the car. Literally. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Having almost a panic attack. That was yet one more little, I'm going to call it a mini breakdown. A mini breakdown for my past life bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit. Like, the stuff happened. But I've carried it. I've still carried it. It should not be affecting me like that. So I was like, I mean, I couldn't breathe. I was like, <laughs> like, that's literally how I was crying for several minutes. And poor Mike. <laughs> Let me just say this. Mike is so supportive. He is as supportive as possible. And he's a beautiful and amazing partner and soulmate. And, uh, but he has not done the past life work. He's not gone back anywhere. So he doesn't understand when I go through that or when it becomes that of severe or when I become that out of it, you know, <laughs> like I can't stop crying. And he's like, holy gal, like this, all that guy, you know, to him, it's like all that guy said was that and it's upsetting you this much. He didn't even say that, but I knew that's what he was thinking. That's one thing with us being soulmates. We, underst- we understand that we might not understand what the other one's going through. So... I cried almost the whole way home. And I got home and I, I felt better, but I really feel like these were this this rapid breathing, the panic feeling, the cr- like a <laughs> like I that's how I was crying. I couldn't even like get a full breath. That was still stuff that needed to come out from the past. It still was in there. And universe sent me this message via this man to continue to help me get ready, get ready to serve the children. That that shit doesn't happen anymore. And even if it did, I, I, I was telling someone last night after all this and I came home, I was speaking to a friend, I said, you know what? And I, I get it, like I can see the past life and I know even if that would have happened or I knew it was coming, I would have still continued to teach the children because that's what I was there to do. It's like, and I am no, in no way comparing myself to Jesus. Jesus did what he was here to do, knowing that it was going to 
caused himself to be tortured. But he still did it. Now, again, I'm not comparing myself to him. Don't even go there. No way. But I'm saying our calling is our calling. We can't ignore it. So that breakdown became a breakthrough. <laughs> Once again, I decided anytime I have those little breakdowns, they're my breakthroughs. Because it's not woe is me. It's like, what is this about? What needs to be healed? Let's do it right fucking now. And I woke up with so much determination, pushing forward, getting the retreat going, serving the children and the parents of the kids and all of you. No fucking way am I backing down. And so what if something triggers me and I have to cry a little or I need to release something that's been pent up for who knows, two, three, ten lifetimes? then I'm going to do it. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel guilty about crying. I'm going to fucking cry if I need to cry. And I'm going to tell Michael, I'm sorry if I acted like a freak, but it's what I needed to do. <laughs> Take your time to get over it yourself if you need to, but I'm going to still do what I need to do. From this point forward, why don't you decide? Anything that doesn't work out the way you thought it would, or you get triggered in a way that blows your mind like it did me yesterday. I mean, it blew my mind how, how upset I got because it was not from me here, this and now, this lifetime. I don't know how to explain that. It was deep-seated stuff that still needed to come out. I mean, for this person to look at me with black eyes and say, just don't teach the children about that shit, that bullshit and Jesus yeah, I mean, you get how that's the universe talking to me, right? Because we hadn't even talked about kids. <laughs> I mean, I still just like, I'm going, holy shit, did that really happen? But it did. The universe is going to send you messages in many ways. Maybe things you find on your path, like heart rocks and feathers and all the beautiful rainbows. And it might be some son of a bitch that's sitting next to you that's going to say exactly what your soul fears. I'm not mad at that, that gentleman. I'm, he was the messenger. I'm grateful for him. I didn't want to sit with him then. I would sit by him today. I needed to work through that. I needed to release the pain that he had, you know, that had been brought up by his message. Not even that he brought up. It's his message. It's God's message. God continues to make sure that I am ready. And I'm fairly certain he's doing the same for you. When you have these times show up, whether you call them breakdowns, setbacks, whatever, if you embrace that it's your breakthrough, what can I learn from this? What is this really about? Let me see this through your eyes, God. You will triumph. I am grateful for the lessons. I truly am. And I am grateful for all of you. Now go make some magic today. Sending massive love to you. God bless.